Hello and welcome back for episode 42 of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azemi. I have a great lineup of amazing interviews coming up over the next few weeks with great young dentists from around the world. In this episode, I sat down with my friend, Dr. Sunny Verdi out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Sunny is quite active on the dental Instagram community and I'm a big fan of his progression and the quality of restorative work that he's been producing. Sunny has been working in private practice for a few years now and has recently partnered up to purchase a dental practice. In this episode, we dive into his journey from dental school to practice ownership, talk about Instagram and how it's played a pivotal role in both our dental careers in terms of finding mentors and building a positive community for us to foster our growth, and also talk about his uh, goals and plans for the future. I hope you guys enjoy this interview and for all of you Toronto Raptors fans out there listening to this podcast, it is Monday here in Australia as I'm recording this intro and in uh, less than 24 hours, the Toronto Raptors could be NBA champions. I hope that our boys can take care of business at home and close out the series in five tomorrow and actually make history. Take it all in, enjoy the moment and for those of you in Toronto, I must say I'm very upset to be missing out on the city and atmosphere, but we'll be cheering on the team from here in Melbourne. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And the biggest compliment you can pay the show is to share it with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Dr. Sunny Verdi. Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omid Azami. All right, so I'm here with uh, Dr. Sunny Verdi out of uh, Winnipeg, Canada. He's uh, graciously come on the podcast during the first uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, playoff game, which I appreciate. Uh, it's a big sacrifice for you. So, <laughs> so thanks for coming on, man. I have been uh, following your work on uh, Instagram for the past few months. Uh, you, seem to be, you seem to be pretty active there and uh, posting up some great content as well, which is nice to see. So if you don't mind, what we'll do is just uh, we start off like we always start off is uh, just give me a bit of the uh, origin story, sort of uh, why dentistry, uh, where you went to dental school, and then we'll kind of take things from there. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. First of all, I appreciate it. And and yeah, we connected through Instagram. It's been it's been awesome meeting everybody. But yeah, I I went to the University of Manitoba. Um, graduated in 2016, so not too long ago. Why why dentistry? It was kind of funny. Like growing up, you know how um, how immigrant parents can be, right? <laughs> they definitely encourage you to do something uh, healthcare related or professional. So yeah. growing up, since I was like maybe nine years old or eight years old, my parents and my family tells me I always said, I'm going to be a dentist. Like, oh yeah, I want to be a dentist. I really liked my dentist when I was younger. Yeah, I just been saying it since I was nine years old. I never really thought about it. I, I honestly didn't even shadow the guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just went to the dentist. I enjoyed it always. And then yeah. went to school, wrote the exams and went into dental school. Didn't really think twice about it. Did you do your undergrad in uh, Manitoba as well? Or? Yeah, I did my undergrad at University of Manitoba and then did dental school as well afterwards. So I'm born and raised in Winnipeg. So staying nice, close to home. Yeah. I have all my friends and family here. It's nice. That's pretty cool. And uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, what you've been up to since graduating, um, sort of like where you're working and uh, what courses and stuff you've been up and taking. Yeah. So I started working prior practice right away out of school full time was liking it it was good i was really busy in my first place it was like a, a big group practice yeah. it was 
four of us dentists and it was just go, go, go all the time. Um, and I started to take some courses, you know, learn different styles of dentistry, started to get into this biomedic side yeah. of dentistry. And I kind of figured I wanted to do things my way. And now I've since ventured off with a couple of partners. And as of last week, Monday, we just took over a practice. And, oh, no and way. Practice. So, nice. yeah, now we're doing that. So I've kind of been all over the map. But I've been to a few different practices, seen different styles. So done the associate thing. And now we're doing the ownership thing. And we're in the midst of renovating the place and trying to put our nice photo studio in there. I just took Adamo's. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And Eduardo's photo course. So now we're trying to do the whole photo studio and nice aesthetic practice. That's pretty so, cool. So uh, this is you're taking over an existing practice, or you're like doing one from scratch? Yeah, the, the practice uh, has been there for like thirty to forty years, somewhere in there. Uh, and yeah. the dentist has been there since the start too. And and same with the staff. The staff have been also been there for the range of ten to thirty years. Yeah. So yeah, we we knew. Um, the dentist's daughter in dental school and uh yeah we all connected and he was looking to kind of slow down and transition and we just took over um it's a smaller practice there's there's three ops in there right now yeah um since there's three of us we need to make some more room so we're just doing some renovations and and building an eight op practice so oh wow on the same premises or you've kind of buying like expanding next door yeah next door yeah there's not enough room in the current it's in a it's in a mall so okay. there's another vacancy inside the mall so we're we're planning mm-hmm. on going in there that's awesome so how does it work with your partners um are they like dentists as well or are they just kind of like investing and in kind of having yeah they're dentists as well yeah. yeah we all uh started to just communicate and you know winnipeg's a pretty small place so you know all the dentists in town of course and yeah we- it's had a lot in common and we were always friends. We, they were, uh, my two partners were uh, two years ahead of me in dental school. So yeah. we knew each other, but after graduating, we just connected, found that we had a lot of the same interests and we were super passionate about doing dentistry and we talk about teeth all day long. And so yeah. we decided to kind of join together and work together. It's been good so far. So that's awesome. So when are you hoping to uh, have it up and running? We're hoping November, but I, I mean, we've been, you know, we, we've been saying dates and things and things get pushed back as it always yeah. does. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know at this point, but yeah. it'll get done when it gets done. Yeah. That's exciting. And uh, in terms of, are you going to have an associateship elsewhere at the same time? Cause there's three of you, or do you think you'll be enough like patient flow to kind of get in there full time with three dentists working? Yeah. So that's something I've been lucky with. Um, the place I was at before taking over this practice uh, I was planning on just going full time, but they offered and said, if you need to work a few days here while you guys are building your patient load there, because, you know, we went from one dentist to three. So yeah. not, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like we're slammed with patients. So yeah, they let me kind of stay on a couple of days a week uh, and keep my case with there. Cause I have a good relationship with the patients there yeah. and I'm quite busy. So it's nice to have that on the side and then I can focus on the business otherwise. So yeah, very very um, relaxing in that respect in terms of, you know, financially being okay. <laughs> yeah, too much pressure. It's good. Yeah, exactly. That's cool, man. So what's, um, what's been some of like the most like impactful uh, kind of courses and stuff that you've been up to uh, since graduating? Uh, that's kind of been like the best uh, return on investment for you so far. The, the biggest thing. So there's a prosthodontist in our, in our city 
Uh, his name's Jose because he's he's awesome. He's on Instagram. He's starting to, okay. but his work is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he went to LSU, I believe, uh, and just came to Winnipeg. And so he, I've always been talking to him about you know doing you know the stuff you see on Instagram was really where this all started. I'm seeing some on Instagram yeah. like how are these guys doing it? Yeah. And he said, oh, I, I know that stuff, and I'm going to bring some of the speakers to Winnipeg, and nice. you're going to learn. But he said the first thing if you want to do any of this stuff is you need to learn isolation because you can't do anything without isolation. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, is this rubber dam, man? Like, I'm <laughs> rubber dam. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he brought in uh, a gentleman named uh, uh, Dr. Victor Guerrero. Have you heard of him before? No, I haven't. So he, he's on Instagram too. Um, yeah, his name is Victor Guerrero. He's from Peru. His his rubber dam game is is insane like he does this whole modified clamp thing with the different thicknesses of rubber dam and so he came and did a course for us and that has probably been the most useful thing for me yeah something every single day with with isolating any tooth and now i find it so stressful when if i can't use a rubber dam in those yeah. you know one percent of cases like i've i get i get a headache yeah, it's so, hard to go back, huh? Like, you just say you forget what it's oh, like under there. It's like, yeah, there's, oh, there's saliva, there's like cheeks. Yeah. Like, as soon as I see the blood, and like, oh man, I just pray there's a rubber dam, put the rubber dam on, and yeah. then I relax and take the photos. And yeah, you know, you do a checkup, you can come back. It's, everything is still dry, right? So it's yeah. nice. So that's probably been the biggest, the biggest benefit for me was the, the rubber dam course in Victor Guerrero. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So rubber dam. So what's like the uh, some of the tips they have for the like the dental students and new grads listening in, in regards to rubber dam? Like what are like some of the tips and tricks that you picked up that have been pretty uh, valuable for you? The, the biggest thing was just using heavy dam. I never even heard of heavy dam. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they told us in dental school, but you know, you don't pay <laughs> the most attention to, to things in dental school. Yeah. So you, you need a heavy dam or a median dam, it makes a huge difference. The the ability to manipulate the dam is way different. Yeah. You know, and it's not green. It's oh, uh, the green stuff's terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. So it's usually a nice blue color or black color. So that's, that's nice too. Yeah. Uh, and then using wingless clamps has also changed things. Like I used to find putting a clamp on a seven, forget yeah. about it. You know, yeah. Peaks in the way. And I'm like, it's like, it's so difficult. I would spend like 20 minutes yeah. cutting the wings off the clamps, modifying them or using, you know, like a W3. It's yeah. my new workhorse clamp. It's way easier to put the dam back there. Way yeah. easier. And what's so your, because uh, there's, there's different ways, right? What's your technique? Do you put the clamp first and then stretch the dam over the tooth or do you like have it over the, the bow and then see yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I have it over the bow so I can see the the wings and then and then uh, I'm able to put it on that way. Yeah, yeah pop it over. My yeah. fingers are way too much of like sausage fingers to yeah. put the clamp on first and stretch it around. So yeah. I do the bow. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, and you talked about biomimetic stuff. So tell me, I see on your like Instagram, you got you know obviously doing some like restorative work and things. So what's your current sort of protocol for for bonding like um, direct restoratives, and then we'll talk about indirect stuff after. So direct restorative, um, you know, I joined a biomimetic study club, and those guys are amazing. Like the yeah. research they pull out and the protocols. And I don't know if you've spoken to Davey before, but yeah. he's yeah. He was on the podcast. That, yeah, we did that great. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. that was an amazing podcast. I remember yeah. listening to that like four or five times and I was like, oh, hydrophilic. Uh, <laughs> phobic. I, was like, oh, I took notes. I never took yeah. notes. Podcast. I took notes that day. Yeah. yeah. So, so Davey's unreal. 
Yeah. So I follow a lot of those guys' protocols with direct restorative. I started to use uh, SE Protect, uh, like Clear for SE Protect or OptiBond FL for all yeah. my all my restorative, and I haven't, you know, n- noticed a difference per se in like the patients perceived result like for them it's been the same but yeah i feel more confident now knowing the research and what i'm achieving for the patient so that's been nice and just yeah rubber dam isolation going super slow one millimeter less than one millimeter increments like <laughs> patients that for sure patients are like yeah the last day, it took like 10 minutes <laughs> to yeah. finish with anesthesia what are you doing in there yeah so that sometimes is a bit of a mission to explain to patients, but I find that with photography, it changes a lot of things. Cause when yeah. I take photos and I show them step by step by step, yeah. they're really amazed. And they're like, okay, well, maybe it was worth the hour. So yeah. <laughs> what's it like in terms of, uh, cause I know in Ontario, when I was working in Toronto, we had like, obviously like the fee guide and stuff. Do you guys have a fee guide in, uh, in, in, uh, in yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a fee guide. So yeah, it's tough because you see other dentists, you know, maybe this controversial say, but you see other dentists doing one thing and they get paid the same amount as you yeah. do the other thing. I charge just the fee guide right now. I don't have that kind of practice where I can maybe charge what I want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you know, and especially now as a, as a practice owner, each <laughs> <laughs> rubber dam is $8. They like, oh, <laughs> oh man. If I see a rubber dam tear is the tear that goes down my eye. And if I see even a micro brush dropped on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> less bond please <laughs> yeah that's that's one thing i don't know if you've used the clear fill product but yeah they are so exact about each drop that comes out of there so yeah i, I like their, their manufacturing there they definitely that's yeah, so expensive man yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes i tell even half a drop and they, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what's your what about uh, what about indirect? Uh, what's kind of cement and stuff are you using? Are you using much uh, micro etcher, sandblast, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I got um I got an Aquacare unit, which has been awesome. Uh, so my air abrasion is mm-hmm. has definitely changed things for me too. Uh, but Aquacare is pulling out of Canada. Oh really? So all they called Bisco, who I get yeah. my stuff from, from Canada, and they're like, we we need all our stuff back. Um, so I'm probably going to end up returning it. And now I need to get another air abrasion unit, yeah. which is another topic totally. But yeah, using <laughs> air abrasion, immediate dent and sealing. Uh, I use heated composite or I'll use like Panavia. Yeah. I usually stick to Carrare uh, bonding products now. You, and uh, tell me a little bit about heated composite because I hear that a lot of, I haven't tried it out myself yet. Um, yeah. So how do you, like what's, are you using it for like just onlays or do you use it for like full crowns and stuff as well or? Uh, yeah, just always. How's the, the thickness? Like you have put a lot of pressure, I imagine, like to kind of get displacement and not. It's not too bad. That's why you heat it up because then it creates that viscosity that you want. Yeah. Like the reason why resin cement works so well is because it's so flowable. Yeah. Um, but composite, like regular composite, has the best physical properties. Like we use that, you know, for everything. Yeah. So if you just change that viscosity, and then you get to keep all the properties of regular resin it solves all your problems. So yeah, you have every shade available to you, right? You don't have to have like so many different cements. You just have your composite heated up. It's ready to go. It's, it's super easy. And then you kind of have like unlimited working time, you know, you can yeah. mold it and shape it how you need to remove the excess and yeah, super easy to use. 
Okay, I gotta try it out. Uh, what, yeah. Did you start uh, using it with like onlays first, or what was like the learning curve with that? Yeah, yeah. I I started with with like a nice easy case. The I don't I still use the Panavia, and I have a dual care one for any time. I don't think my light's gonna reach if I if it's a little bit deep interproximally. I, I do marginal elevation, but sometimes still I, you know, if it's a little bit thicker. So I just stick to really the minimal preps that I do. I use heated composite. Yeah. So it's been good so far. And that's what Davey told me to do. So Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah and, uh, and Davey, we trust, I guess. He's pretty, exactly. He knows the stuff Davey, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Davies as well, the whole biomimetic. Yeah, those guys uh, are awesome, man. So what's the uh, biomimetic study club? Is that is that online uh, like CE courses or is it just like, a cl- like a club where you shares papers and uh, discussions. Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's like a, it's honestly a WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Like there's some really great people in the WhatsApp group and they were just sharing papers. People post cases, you know, you can come for advice. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's some, some really great guys in there and girls who, who know a lot about biomedic dentistry and people who trained under Pascal. So yeah. it's nice. You can get some direct feedback with evidence, you know, non-judgmental. Everyone jokes about me being like uh, the king of amalgam. I don't know yeah. how I got that title. But that's, that's my reputation. So if you join the group, yeah, don't, don't be. Jokes I don't see that. much amalgam on here, so that's. That's yeah. I deleted it all off there to hide the evidence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that nickname came from, but uh, that's definitely my reputation now. Is is bonded amalgams. <laughs> oh man. So what's, uh, what's Instagram been like for you in terms of like, how's it been playing a role in your dental kind of career so far? Uh, what are you getting out of it? What are you putting into it? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh man. Instagram has changed everything. Honestly, like I said, in the beginning, I was just doing dentistry and it was busy and it was just kind of go, go, go. Like I didn't really think twice. You just did. I just did what I was taught in dental school and moved on. Yeah. And I was always seeing on Instagram where it started was, I would, you know, somebody would break a cusp off, right? Yeah. And in dental school, you're taught like full coverage. You hear about onlays, but they're usually talking about cast metal onlays. Mm-hmm. And in dental school, you usually don't have those kind of cases, right? With like young people breaking one cusp. Yeah. Like ridiculous cases. So we never had a case of doing onlays or inlays in dental school. I just had experience doing full crown. So somebody comes with a broken cusp and dental school, we're taught full coverage, you know? Mm-hmm. cover the cusp and i'm doing crowns and i just felt so ridiculous i'm like well how does this make sense that i'm just cutting off the rest of the tooth and then just <laughs> hiding them with the crown like, it didn't make sense to me yeah and i would see that you see guys doing these amazing like beautiful work with the rubber dam and the yeah. only and i'm like they didn't even prep the tooth like just one millimeter or something yeah. right it was amazing so like i said then i talked to jose and he was saying you need to take these courses with victor Guerrero, learn the isolation so now that I see more stuff on Instagram, I understand the science behind it, especially with the help of the biomimetic guys. I have the isolation. So I have a lot of the basic skills you need to start doing the style dentistry. And then Instagram, I've connected with so many people, seen their work. So it's definitely changed the way I practice. And, you know, I think people have talked about it on your show too. It's like now when you want to post a case for Instagram, it's yeah. like you want to with the best so you want it to be good yeah <laughs> yeah it's raised my quality of work I, I mean i should be saying i do it always to give the patient the best and that's definitely one of the motivations but yeah. go that extra mile right because you're like well if everyone in the world is going to see this i gotta try to clean it up really really nice so yeah instagram has has made my quality better different treatment modalities just better service for the patient so yeah 
That's amazing, man. I think that's that's the biggest strength of it. Obviously, the networking I think is really cool, and you get to just reach out to like a lot of mentors and and meet people that are experienced and specialists in their field and get their opinion and and ask them cases and stuff too, which is cool. But I think if you're actively posting on there, like you said, it, it makes you like elevate your level because as you're doing the case, you're like, okay, I'm gonna post this one. It has to be like perfect. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so then you well, prep it and you like your rubber dam tears the bit. You're like, oh. Crap! What do I do now? Oh, next rubber dam. Next rubber dam. Yeah, no, I can't have it. In yeah, this photos. is going on the gram. I can't mess around. Yeah, and it, and and just even connecting with people. Like, there's people who, you know, I dream of taking their course, or I'm like, man, they're like the best dentist in the whole world. This is yeah. crazy. And you can just message them, and most yeah. often, more often than not, they reply back and they give you some feedback, and you connect. And I've made tons of friends through Instagram, and you know. Even you and I have spoken a few times and yeah, Instagram has been amazing. That's it's crazy. funny when you try to explain like the dental Instagram world to people yeah. who aren't even people in dentistry who aren't on Instagram. They're like, yeah. you sound crazy. <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. I, it's, it's crazy. I, I try to think back of like, maybe like say like 10 years ago, if you graduated dental school or like 15 years ago, like you must be in such a like closed environment like your mindset is so different to what we because right now like even if i'm not actively participating i'm just scrolling through and i and i see someone like invert a dam a certain way or seat the clamp a certain way or like or use the sectional this way like, and then that just in your mind so when you're working you're like oh yeah i saw someone do it and you try it and it works and it's like sick and this is like you're just passively learning just by scrolling through instagram when you're just like yeah it's, killing it's time one example of that was like the double matrix you know when they put the tofamire on and then they stick another yeah, matrix yeah. Like I never would have thought of that. Yeah. And just seeing that on Instagram, I was like, okay, perfect. And now it, I use it, you know, maybe once or twice a week in those really yeah. good cases. So yeah. yeah, there's lots to be learned from just scrolling on, on Instagram. That's pretty cool, man. So tell me a little bit about outside of restorative, are you doing much? Like, are you doing any like uh, ortho Invisalign or implants or anything at the moment? Or is it just mainly focused on restorative work? The main focus is on restorative work. I find that especially in Winnipeg, Everyone is kind of looking into, you know, doing the different specialties and it's good. Like, that's awesome. I love just doing restorative. So that's been, you know, probably 90% of my CE is with restorative. Yeah. I do Invisalign because I think it's, it's important to be able to sometimes align things. It feeds into it, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's been a part of my practice. Uh, but yeah, I don't do a lot of surgical. I do a lot of um, endo. Yeah. And there's a, we have a specialist here by the name of Dr. Rodrigo Cunha and he, he presents all over the world. Um, and he has been a huge, huge mentor for us in Winnipeg. Like he says anytime, come to my office and watch me. So I've been there quite a few times. I just spend the day with him and I just watch mm -hmm. him do cases. Yeah. So whenever That's I awesome. order my stuff, I just ask the, him, what do you have? And I mm -hmm. order the same stuff. And then whenever yeah. I need help, you know, it's, it's easy yeah. to ask because he uses the same system. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, mostly everything I do is endo or restorative or Invisalign. But uh, that's what nice. My, that's what's nice about having partners. I knew that I needed a partner because I can't. I'm not one of those jack of all trades guys. Yeah, so you want to focus in on. Yeah, they like doing all sorts of stuff. They're taking their implant mini residency courses right now. So yeah, yeah, we're open to do it all. But I, I I'd like to think that photography is. Uh, is a specialty in dentistry. Yeah. That's, that's something that I love doing. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a specialist in photography yet, but yeah, that'd be something I'd like to take. See what's your, um, talk about what's your setup right now in terms of, um, 
what camera and uh, lens and stuff are you using? I'm using the, the Canon 80D. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, How's that? Because yeah. I was looking at reviews for that and stuff. Seems like a good, good dental camera to have. Oh, it's great. The biggest thing for me is it has built-in Wi-Fi. Yeah. So if I want to transfer the photos onto my phone, it's so easy to do that quickly. That's probably yeah. been the biggest thing. And it has video recording, and I'm trying to, I've been trying to record this video for a while, and it's been taking me forever. But the ADD has video capability, which yeah. not not the cameras have. And it's like uh, full HD and stuff, probably. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and you can do 60 frames per second if you want to do like some slow mo shots. Nice. So it works really well. And then I have the Canon macro lens yeah. and I have the owl, the owl bracket with the speed lights. Yeah. And I took my polarized filter for doing the polarization. Shades and stuff, yeah. yeah. I used to, I had the dentalized filter as well, but that was for my ring flash. Yeah. I'm trying not to use my ring flash as much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my setup right now. And I just took that course with the, like when the pictures really matter. How's and that? I highly, oh, I highly recommend the course. Those three guys are unbelievable. They're so giving and they're very critical, which is nice. Like when you go to the course, they don't try to BS you and tell you like, oh, you're so amazing. You're yeah. a photographer. They tell you like, this sucks. <laughs> this is how you get better. And yeah. check out the stuff that we do. So those guys are geniuses. Like That's I can't cool. see it. What's like, uh, what's like the biggest like uh, takeaway you have from that course? Is it like, what did it, what's like the thing that you like took away the most useful from that? Soft boxes. Soft that boxes. was the yeah. <laughs> biggest soft boxes and light. Yeah. Just, you know, the, it's not about the camera. It's not about the lens. It's, it's about it's the light. light. So yeah. once I learned how to control light better and where to position it, mm-hmm. it for me, because I had taken so many photos already, yeah. it was kind of like an overnight transformation for me because yeah. I knew how to use the camera. I just didn't know, I guess. The the, advanced the like settings and stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, that was the biggest thing was the softbox. So you're going to, in your new practice, you're going to set up like a photo studio and stuff? Like you have that all, like one room dedicated to that or? Yeah, we, like it started off as this like small room in the office. So like when you do, I don't know if you have done uh, like a layout before for an office. Mm-hmm. So it starts off as you have one thing and then you start to change it and then you learn yeah. like, oh, you can't put it off here. It has to go somewhere else. And you go through like 20 revisions. Yeah. And so in the first revision, it was like a small little thing combined with like another room in the office. Yeah. And in the now, the latest version, that's the designers told us is finalized. Like we can't change. We keep changing it every week. So now it's done. Yeah. The last revision, it's like, it's like one fourth of our clinic. Like yeah. it's so massive. <laughs> it just became this like ginormous room. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going to be an awesome space. We're really looking forward to, to having there. We're going to have like a combined like consultation room in there. Yeah. That's nice. So we're trying to just have it to be a cool lounge area that we can, you know, talk about bigger cases. And That's awesome, man. That's a cool vision. I think that's a, the right way of doing it too. Cause you don't want to just be like that churn and burn just volume practice, right? Eventually you get tired of that. You want to see yeah. those bigger cases and kind of take your time and do things like the way you want to do them. Especially with the way adhesive and restorative dentistry is going like speed is not our friend anymore. Like yeah. it is about the quality you take. And honestly, the slower you go, like when Davey talked about waiting for five the bond. And yeah. yeah, man, five minutes now. <laughs> like I, sometimes I wait that five minutes because yeah. I, I, don't think I can build it up slow enough to counteract it. So yeah, it's going in the direction of taking longer. And so we're trying to set ourselves up as more of a quality place. Like you said, versus a quantity. 
and uh, our windows overlook the MTS Center where the Jets play. That's pretty cool. So yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a nice place to be at. It's a nice. Uh, I came to Winnipeg once for uh, for like a week, for like three or four days. My wife was doing uh, her like med school equivalency exams and stuff there. Uh, it's a cool little place, and we're staying right across the road from the from the arena as well. So it's a nice area. Uh, oh, that's amazing! So, when so were you in Winnipeg? Uh, would have been probably like a year and a half ago now. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's nice, man. You, so she was a uh, she had the uh, exams at the hospital and stuff, so we went down to the hospitals. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's, it's obviously it's like a smaller place. It seems more quaint. So, uh, quaint is a good word. Different demographics and stuff than like Toronto and yeah. stuff, you know, as you, as you expect. Especially but. downtown, like downtown Winnipeg is changing. It's, it's getting bit, bigger and better, but yeah, like yeah. when you go to downtown in like Toronto or any other city, it's like, yeah. that's the place to be. Yeah. Winnipeg's getting there. We're, we're not quite there, but we, the we're working on it. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. a cool place. So what's like, a, uh, what's it like? How many, um, how many people, like what's the demographics like in terms of population and dentists and stuff? Is it pretty saturated from what you hear from like compared to like Toronto or Vancouver or Montreal and stuff like that? Or? No, it's not, it's not even close to that. Like everybody, or I shouldn't say everybody, but there's a good percentage percentage of people every year who graduate from the University of Manitoba and they usually go to like Calgary or Toronto or Vancouver. It seems yeah. like Alberta is like the hotspot right now. Everybody's going there. So Winnipeg has never been oversaturated. There's new offices popping up and everybody's busy. Yeah. You never hear about anyone not doing well in Winnipeg. So That's yeah. Awesome. That's a good place. We have a nice community. It's pretty tight knit yeah. and everybody's friends. So yeah. There's no, I would not use the word saturated at all to describe yeah. Winnipeg. Perfect. So it's a great place to open a practice then. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we, we want to get our, our, you know, our feet kind of set. It takes time, right? To build up your caseload and patient yeah. base. And I think why not now, right? Why wait? I think, you know, your, your head's in the right place with the photography and, you know, taking time and doing things properly. Isolation is everything as well. And I'm, you know, I'm catching, I graduated in 16 as well. So we've been roughly about the same amount of time out of school. I've, I've worked a bit less because I've been just back and forth a little bit between Canada and Australia. So I've lost a few, few like months in the process, but right. it's nice, man. I think, like you said, you, you get more enjoyment out of your work when you're slowing. Like I'm way slower now than I was like three months out of school, for example. So right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like, it used to be time was like the, the goal. You're like, okay, oh, man, I was quick. I can do like a full quadrant in like 45 minutes or something. But now I'm booking like hour and a half, hour 45. I'm like, man, it's taking ages, but you, you do good work and you're proud of it. Right. So I think that's the, the way. Of oh, that. totally. And, that, and that's where I think photography plays such a major role because the dentist that we took over from, he's amazing but he he doesn't you know do the whole biomimetic and yeah. damn stuff. not you know not many older practitioners are doing that so when i start doing that and it's taking me like you know 10 minutes to put the rubber dam on and mm -hmm. like you said a quadrant is taking two hours but when i show the photos they really appreciate it they're like yeah. okay I, I can see what you did there and they start to see the value yeah so i think it helps with the and photography that reputation grows quickly so it's good yeah and so without that, I, I think that people might think I'm just a hack. Like, like this guy, he's out of school. He has no idea what he's doing. And, and a lot of the patients have been coming for 30 years. So, yeah. it's a big you know, change. Yeah. and I, I think he said it even on the podcast, but he always says when you come into the practice, you only have that first chance to make a good impression. Yeah. And I'm doing that every single day, right? I'm meeting all these patients for the first time. So, Sometimes the first experience work with me is that two-hour appointment. You know, I always offer them 
the option of doing less than one appointment. But some people say, I just want to come once, yeah. get it done. So it's important to create that quality and, and that value for the patient. Awesome, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'm just going to wrap things up with a rapid fire here. So what's yeah. your, uh, what's your favorite pizza topping? Banana peppers. Banana peppers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I like Papa like John's. Or something. <laughs> they always come with me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, banana peppers. I, I need some spice in the pizza. Yeah, so. yeah. And uh, what's your favorite uh, band or artist? Oh, uh, from Canada for sure, Drake. Drake, I, yeah. No questions asked. Drake. Yeah, <laughs> you just released like a mixtape. Did you hear? Like it's like a, some OVO one. It's like pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's he did this. Uh, yeah, it's really good. He did like a cover, like he redid you know that song with like uh, successful with like uh, yeah. So he yeah, did with that song with like Lil Wayne and stuff. But then he did that. I think he wrapped it again and he dropped like a verse at the end to be like how far he's come from when he did that song. It was pretty cool. Oh, really? Like, uh, yeah, like not he did, like not the re-release, right? There's a new, new one? Yeah, like a new one. Like he, he did it and oh, then he wow. dropped like a verse after. It was pretty cool. So, oh, <laughs> so check it out. Like what's, your, uh, what's your favorite tooth to work on? Favorite tooth to work on? I would say one six. One six? Yeah. Yeah. Up top, easy to rubber dam the top, yeah. easy to free, no blocks. It's just yeah. nice and yeah. Nice. What's uh what's one procedure that makes you uh, kind of question your career choice in dentistry? Oh, extractions. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> nobody's ever nobody ever enjoys an extraction. Like, no patients like yeah. oh, so, like oh that was good if they've had lots of extractions, but yeah. still they're just grimacing the whole time, and I and my hand starts hurting, and yeah, I play a lot of basketball, and if my wrist gets sore, it's just <laughs> so that's I like that. I like. Yeah, the dentistry. Is basketball like is ranked higher than dentistry? It's not like basketball makes my hands sore for dentistry. It's uh, dentistry makes no, my hands. No, no, it's not the basketball. It's the it's the extractions. Because if I just do rubber dam and restorative all day, oh, I, I have hoop no still. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this is what kind of feed into the next question is: uh, if not dentistry, then what career would would you be in? Oh man, oh well, I wish I was an NBA player, but yeah. I, it's not realistic, right? As we all yeah. find out. So. <laughs> Uh, probably I would end up being a, a physician. Physician? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had a choice. Like my parents would have made me pick one or the other. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't only my decision. Yeah. Growing up, my mom's like, you know, you can just be a doctor. You can be any type of doctor you want. That's your choice. I'm like, okay, thanks. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll leave that one up to you. <laughs> yeah. So much freedom. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome, buddy. Um, I'm happy to, um, to hear you opening a practice and doing things your way and the way you want to do it. I think it's probably nothing more fulfilling than like being your own boss and kind of laying it out how you want to do it and, and kind of uh, having a vision and like putting it into practice. So I think that's really cool. Keep up the good work on Instagram too. I enjoy seeing your posts and uh, your rubber dam skills and your uh, biomimetic skills like evolving over the, over the months. Um, and I think the cool thing with photography that we didn't mention is you get to look back and see how far you've come too. That's a nice way of documenting your growth, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's true. There was that challenge before like your, like post your old work and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, when you look back, sometimes you can kind of shake your head like, yeah, that, really? Yeah. Or you start to see things like I used, I would place a resin and I think like, man, I, I nailed that like that. I am good. Like this yeah. is really good. And then I see a, a white line somewhere, like yeah. something's not bonded properly. And so that was really eye-opening. When I started doing photography, I started to see that more and more. Like you start to notice your embrasures weren't perfect or you had some flash somewhere. Yeah. So you, it really changed my game in terms of that, like being more meticulous. And before I finish, I take a photo and I sometimes look around the photo to see, because yeah. I can see if something's wrong, yeah. I can go and 
fix yeah, it right then. I do that so. too. That's a big one because it it gets blown up, right? So you can see it like in ten times magnification or something. So uh, yeah, see any any deficiencies or voids or flashes or anything like that. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, like when when guys started scanning their preps for the first time, right? You start yeah. to to see things. So yeah, yeah, it's been a huge game changer. Awesome, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, go hopefully catch the second period of the game. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, it's not, hopefully it's not out of uh, out of sight yet. We'll see what the score is. But uh, yeah, uh, ruin my mood yeah. for the podcast. But thanks yeah. for having me on. Man. Yeah, man. I'm excited too. It's uh, it's gonna be uh, Raptors are starting up next week too. So I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, yes, Raptors are going to the finals, so we'll have. We'll see how we go, man. It's tough being a Toronto sports fan. Uh, we're <laughs> very insecure. <so. laughs> we got trust issues, man. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll oh, see how we don't do. Kawhi stay. You heard it here first. Kawhi <laughs> stay. stay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Have a good rest of the day, and uh, we'll chat again soon.